Hello, and welcome to another episode of Daily American Presses Chatting with Abby. Thank you so much for being here with me. I am recording today from a red state. Uh, We flipped Virginia red, you guys. And I would say a lot more people are um, to thank for that than just people who live and vote in Virginia. Um... The whole country really rallied behind getting the word out um, and participating in the conversation about why Youngkin was a better choice than McAuliffe um, and for all the reasons why. And it was not just a really wonderful feeling to win, but it was also a really wonderful feeling to win the way that Glenn Youngkin won. It was such a clean campaign. Um, Glenn was just above reproach the entire time. He did not feel the need to insult Terry McAuliffe. He, he didn't feel the need to be ugly, to say shocking and brash things. Um, Glenn is such a pure presence. Now, I don't know what he's like in his regular life. He could be an absolute asshole, but... Um, he really comes across as a kind, a kind gentleman, a a true gentleman. And, um, I think that that's why he won. Ultimately, I think it came down to him being an incredibly decent human being and the type of person that, um, you would want to trust with running your state. Now... I'm not saying that's the type of politician we need everywhere and at all times, because uh, different locations are different. I don't know if a man like Glenn could win, say, New Jersey um, or, or Florida. Different, different places um, have different needs as far as what uh, type of personality uh, is going to be in charge. And, and it remains to be seen, of course, how well Glenn will do as a governor, um, if he'll be strong or if he'll... Um, be milk toast. So we're going to find out. But the point is that that he won. Uh, and he won without being even a little bit like Trump. And this is not going to be a podcast just bashing on Trump, hating on Trump, but I do want to talk about Trump significantly on this podcast. Um, first, I want to I want to go back, I want to go all the way back to 2015. Um, Back then, I was I was a solid, eh, solid to maybe questioning a little bit uh, conservative. I definitely had some frustrations with conservatives as far as um, hypocrisies that I saw, mostly within the Christian conservative community as as opposed to conservatives at large. But for the most part, I was a solid conservative, and I was absolutely going to be voting for uh, Republican candidates across the board whenever I had the chance to vote. Um, I wasn't old enough to vote, um, for or against, as the case may be, Obama in his last run. So the 2016 election was my first presidential election that I was able to vote in. Um, and I was able to vote in that primary. Now, at the time, I remember thinking, uh, Trump has a chance that, that if anyone could beat Hillary, uh, it's, it's Trump. But at the same time, um, I didn't like what I saw. I didn't like his character. 
Um, and when I say that, I I don't want you to hear, I didn't like his character as defined by mainstream media, or I didn't like what I heard about him. No, I didn't like what I heard coming out of his own mouth. I didn't like what he presented um, in a lot of ways. I knew that I agreed with him um, on most things, but I didn't like him, and uh, his character made me uncomfortable. So I did not vote for him in the primary. Um, I don't even... I think I voted for Rubio, but I, I genuinely don't remember. It's been so long. Um, but but when the 2016 election came around, um, I I would say I held my nose and voted for Trump. It I at the time I felt like it was a pretty awful, awful choice. Um, as as a woman who has been sexually assaulted, it was it was difficult for me to vote for a man who who talks about women um, and has a history with women that that Trump does. And that's that's not regarding any of the like the Stormy Daniels accusation. That's that's not really taking those into account because it's it's unclear whether those were were real or not. But just the things that that came out of his his own mouth. um, And Things that, that were visible in, in video um, of, of how he conducts himself with women and, and um, his connection with pageants and, and things like that. It, it made me uncomfortable. So I held my nose. I voted for him. And I was, I was, happy, um, I was happy that he won, of course, because I was happy to have a Republican in office. I thought this isn't... The best of all scenarios, this is not who I would pick as my president, but we have a we have a Republican president who's going to be able to fill SCOTUS seats. Awesome. And uh, for the first several years of, or for the first three years of his presidency up until 2020, I really warmed to Donald Trump and I warmed to him because of his actions. But... Trump's words always made it hard. His tweets, his sound bites. Again, I don't watch mainstream media, so I wasn't judging Trump by what mainstream media said about him. I only judge Trump based on how he presented himself. And uh, he, he's a hard pill to swallow. He really is. Um, especially if, if you're um, a, a Christian and you value things that the Bible values in a leader, like wisdom and um, humility. Um, you know, the concept of, of guarding your tongue, of um, you know, avoiding giving it, giving offense if possible, um, making peace, living at peace with people. Um, and I think that conservatives in an attempt to compensate for how awful the media was being to Trump took a position that was just an equal op- an opposite reaction to the media's position. The media's position was um, a very exaggerated Trump is evil, orange man bad, that exaggerated position. And so conservatives, rather than arguing for the truth and trying to argue a true position just took the equal and opposite reaction to Orange Man Bad, which 
it turned into Orange Man Jesus. And I talked to, I've talked to so many people in the last four years who absolutely refuse to admit that Trump has flaws, who, who get angry if you suggest that Trump has flaws, who treat you like a liberal or a rhino if you suggest that Trump has flaws. But it's true that Trump has flaws. And it should never be, you can't be the party of, of truth, you can't be the party of personal responsibility um, if you are unwilling to admit when somebody has flaws. Now, admitting that Trump has some, some flaws does not mean that you don't support him. It doesn't mean that you don't vote for him, that you don't donate to his campaign, that you don't tweet positive things about him on Twitter, but it does mean that you're being honest um, and that you are siding with truth. I don't think it helped us conservatives at all to essentially lie and pretend that Trump was a better person than he than he was and that he is. Um, I know people who voted for Trump in 2016 who didn't vote for him in 2020 because of how he conducted himself while in office. People who would absolutely vote red and who generally vote red, uh, who couldn't bring themselves to do it and who instead voted for a third party. Now, I, I don't agree with that. I think voting for a third party is, is throwing away your vote. But the way that they explained it to me was that, and, and this is, I want to say this is between three and five people that I'm thinking of right now, uh, just close friends of mine who, who didn't vote for Trump. And, and they said that it violated their conscience, that they, that they could not um, with their conscience and with their faith, vote for somebody who, uh, as a leader, who so went against the Bible's description of, of what a leader ought to be um, with that humility, with, with guarding the tongue, with, with wisdom. And, and I respect that. I can't, I can't tell anybody that they have to go against their conscience. And so what we ended up with was a president who, who beat Hillary. I mean, a man who beat Hillary, which is, which is amazing. And we, we had a man so brash that he really woke up the whole country. And, and I think we, we needed that. Um, and I, I don't regret Trump's presidency. I don't, I don't think it should never have happened. I'm not suggesting we should have elected Marco Rubio or, or Ted Cruz. Um, I'm not suggesting any of that. But let's say you, um, you are out cold. You are, you are sleeping incredibly heavily and, and people can't wake you up by, by speaking or by touching your shoulder. They, you're just in such a deep sleep, they have to dump cold water over your head. Now that's necessary. That bucket of cold water in that situation is necessary and Trump was that bucket of cold water. Um, but I don't want to be woken up by a bucket of cold water every morning. 
I only want to be woken up by a bucket of cold water when it's necessary. Um, now that now that we're awake, I, I would prefer an alarm clock candidate like Glenn Youngkin, um, someone who is at least appears to be at this time a man of humility and wisdom uh, and steady leadership, uh, who is likable and and beyond reproach. Someone that the media is going to find a really hard time finding ammunition against. Um, I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Um, make it hard for them to hate us. They're going to hate us. Don't get me wrong. They're going to find things to insult us with. But Trump gave the media tons of juicy ammunition and that's why they were able to mobilize so many people in hatred against him is because uh, it was really easy to stick an insult to him. It was really easy to stick a criticism to him because he said so many genuinely awful things um, because Trump has no guard over his tongue. Um, and he he also uh, was incredibly unwise with with the types of people he surrounded himself with. I mean, he, General Mark Milley, Anthony Fauci, and these are people that are, absolutely should not be in positions of power. And Trump was in a position where he could have ensured that they weren't. Uh, and in, he didn't. He, he allowed them to gain uh, influence in this country. I don't think we should blindly trust anyone, um, any human leader. I think that they should always be subject to criticism, whether they're our party or the other party. Um, this whole idea that every Democrat is a demon and every Republican is an angel is insane and, and not healthy for our country. We need to be in a position where we can honestly evaluate candidates, even if we vote for them. Um, So now that America's awake, I, I don't think we need to keep feeling like we need Trump. I, he's a 75-year-old man. Uh, he's going to be even older in 2024. Um, and he's a very, very tough pill for a lot of people to swallow, a lot of good people to swallow. Um, and I think that that was evidenced in the 2020 election. I, I'm not denying that there was voter fraud. I, I think we've we've proven that there was significant um, fraud. But at the same time, there were lots of ballots. Um, and you can see this in the data. There were lots of ballots where everything else read down the ballot. Every other Republican except Trump was voted for on the ballot. People who vote red went and cast their votes not for Trump. And I think that that's significant. Um, I don't know if, if the fraud would have been enough to tip the election, but I think that it would be healthy for the Republican Party to operate as if he did lose. And let me tease that out a little bit. So two things can be true at the same time. Thing number one is that fraud happened and we need to chase down fraud and do our absolute best in every state and every precinct to make sure it doesn't happen anymore. That's absolutely true and, and without question. 
that election integrity is incredibly important. Um, and, and we have to restore faith in election integrity. So we need to pass the laws we need to pass. We need to be volunteering to be poll watchers and to to create that accountability on local levels. So that is that is true. It is also true that especially as the party of personal responsibility, we it's not healthy for our party to just blame this election, losing 2020 election on voter fraud. I don't think Trump won by a landslide. I think it's possible that he won by a little bit and lost it because of voter fraud. I think it's also entirely possible and even probable that even with the fraud, uh, he lost. And he lost because of his own, his own mouth, um, his, own, his own actions, um, his own lack of wisdom, his handling of the coronavirus. Um, I mean, he locked the country down. He he did that. Um, and he he gave Fauci a stage, um, and he gave Fauci and the CDC so much room to tyrannize over this country. Um, and he ended up when he when he lost office, he left us in a bad place. He left us in a place where Biden was able to reverse the majority of what he had done almost overnight. And he left us with a couple SCOTUS nominees that are um, that are not what we hoped that they would be. Um, at least they don't appear to be. They, they're refusing to hear cases. They're refusing to even hear cases, much less deciding them um, in the way that that we had hoped. So, I'm not I'm not here to to just bash Trump up and down. I am really thankful that he woke up the country, that he got people involved in politics who had never been involved before. Um, by the way, he got Democrats involved who had never been involved before too. He inspired people on both sides of the aisle to participate. Um, in in civics in 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 voting um, and that cut both for and against him in in all honesty so I think that in order to move forward as a party we need to be honest whenever we elect a man like Trump we need to be honest that we are electing someone with flaws instead of just screaming um, and denying that he um uh, is a tough pill to swallow. And, and we're not, we're not electing a preacher, but when we're not electing a preacher, we need to be honest that we're not electing a preacher. Um, I think any, any situation in which you're overcompensating for someone else's negative view, um, you're not living in a place of, of truth and that's always going to hurt you. Uh, and I, and I, I come back to Glenn Youngkin that, we, we didn't have to defend him. There was nothing to defend. He never did anything that we had to defend. Um, he just presented himself in an incredibly winsome way. Um, without being weak, um, he, he tackled the culture wars, which is a huge part of why he won. He wasn't afraid to go after things, but he did it in a winsome way that is impossible nearly impossible to dislike and certainly impossible to dislike in any kind of honest way. Um, 
And I, I really do think we need more of that. Um, Governor DeSantis is the same way. He's he's even more um, brash, if that's even the right word, than Youngkin is. But he's also incredibly winsome. He doesn't say uh, offensive things. He doesn't mock people or put them down. He doesn't uh, insist on surrounding himself with people who will uh, tell him everything he wants to hear. He's he's a good leader, Governor DeSantis is. Um, I'd like to see him become president at some point. Um, I know that Florida wants to keep him for a while longer. And I understand the argument that says we really need good men as governors and we don't want to just always move them over to presidential candidates. And I, I completely understand that. Um, but we need more. We need more good men in power oh, everywhere. And I hear a lot of people saying, I, I don't vote because there's always just two terrible people running against each other. And what's the point? And the point is that, that most people, uh, Trump is an exception and Glenn Youngkin is also an exception. Most people don't just run out of the blue. Most people start by running for city council and then they run for state legislature and then they run for the house or the the governorship of their state um they, they work their way up slowly so if you want good people to be running at those higher levels for those higher offices you have to vote for those lower offices you have to vote in the school board elections the city council elections the state legislature elections those are the ones that help determine uh, what kind of candidates you're going to get farther along and um it also significantly helps when you donate to the campaign of someone you can really get behind, someone you really believe in. Um, I think Republicans lost a lot of hope because we didn't see the needle moving very quickly. Uh, and all of a sudden, we saw the needle move in a big way, and um, in Virginia in particular, but but across the country, this this particular election, we saw the needle move. And it's always going to be significant, even when we don't win, like in New Jersey, uh, it's significant when we see a big shift uh, in the right direction. And I think we should celebrate that too. We can celebrate the times when we didn't win, but we almost did. Um, and when there was progress in the right direction. And I think we got to keep working on that. I think everyone in this country should should move on from making everything about Trump. I think we should make it about the actual policies and the actual social issues. Um. But above all, we need to get out and vote because it does. It does mean something. So with that, I'm going to leave you. Uh, see you later. See you on Twitter.